Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. We've got some important things to talk about today, and I, as always, have a fascinating guest with me. This is a man that I've become acquainted with over the past several weeks, maybe months. I don't know if we're up to months yet, are we, Rod? Almost years, I think. Over the years, there you go. We've actually encountered each other in the past several times, but uh, just started to get acquainted recently. And uh, we had a great lunch meeting the other day where uh, we got to talking about some things that that uh, we just really wanted to share with you listeners today. So I want to introduce my my new friend and associate, Rod Allen Richardson. Welcome to the show, Rod. Oh, thanks. It's great to be here. I'm glad to have you with me. Uh, for you listeners, Rod is the executive vice president of a company called Residual Income Technologies. That's a mouthful. That's well, that gets us thinking right there. <laughs> uh, your company does a number of things, primarily in providing skill training to the direct selling industry. That's correct. And this becomes very relevant to a lot of folks nowadays because here we are in what I referred to just before the show as as the economy. You hear this stuff all the time, don't you? We do. We're on the news or just in, in word of mouth as people are talking to each other about the economy, and they're concerned about it, and they're wondering what's going to happen uh, to them, to their friends, to different industries that are out there. And more and more people are turning to solutions that they may not have even considered years ago. Uh including home-based businesses, network marketing, entrepreneurial pursuits, uh, those kinds of things. And your company works with these people specifically. Right. That's is correct. that right? That is correct. And providing them with some resources and training right. to help them do that better. Right. Yeah, especially um, when most people approach that kind of industry, home-based businesses or um, or network marketing, most of the time people struggle only because they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that's where residual income technologies comes in. Exactly. Exactly. Well, wonderful. I'm going to give you a chance a little bit later in our show today to talk about what kinds of things you're offering to people through that company. When we were at lunch the other day, you introduced me to some of the philosophies that that underlie uh, what what you're doing to help and assist these entrepreneurs, business owners who are out there trying to make a difference and to change this economy. Right, right. You know, and I think to summarize that just a little bit is uh, to recognize when somebody's going to approach entrepreneurship, if they can remember three principles, 
then it'll go a long way to making their experience beneficial. And and mm. those uh, so those those three principles are basically be in business on purpose, which I know is a favorite. Oh, I'm liking that's that a type. favorite phrase of yours. <laughs> and uh, the second one is actually probably even a little more uh, edgy, per okay. se. And that's uh, that's uh, as you approach a business opportunity, is to think like an investor and not like a parent, or to act like an investor and not like a parent. Ooh. And okay. The, and then the third one, of course, goes right along with that, and that's to be market-driven. To be market-driven. Okay. Well, you know what? This is going to fit in really well with a couple of things that we've already done here at Live On Purpose Radio. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, and for those of you who have already heard these episodes, great. If you haven't, go listen to them. Uh, one of those episodes was with uh, with Brett Harward. Brett's the author of a book called The Five principles that determine all of life's outcomes. Five, five laws, sorry. The five laws that determine all of life's outcomes. Uh, I, I have a feeling that some of our conversation today is going to be very harmonious with what I talked to Brett about. Right. It could be. Truth is truth. So. Uh, you think? <laughs> you know, you identify a principle and then you find it in all kinds of different places. Right. But, you know, the other one I was thinking of was a conversation I had recently with Mary Louise Zeller. Mm-hmm. When she said, you know, the troops aren't coming. I like that quote. We are the troops. (laughs) I do too, because how long are we going to sit around and wait for something or someone else to fix all of this? Mm -hmm. What, What we have to do as responsible citizens in this country and in our communities, but also just as moral and ethical human beings, is to step up Find ways to start producing and creating value for others in a way that's going to fix the whole economy. Right. right. Is that too bold? No, I don't think so. And, it, you know, in addition to that, too, it's about uh, it's about making your intentions clear mm-hmm. and then making a decision to execute. I did a little uh, I did a little visual for some people one time who asked me uh, uh, they were talking about building a business. And I said, hey, well, when are you going to do that? And they said, uh when uh, we'll wait and see what happens. I just, I just love that phrase. I, they'll wait, we'll wait and, and see. see. And so what I did is I took, a, I took a video cassette and I set it up on the table. And I said, uh, let me illustrate what you just said. Let's pretend like we want the video cassette from the right side of the table to the left side of the table. And now let's all of us wait and see what happens. Right. So we all stared at the video cassette. Of course, it didn't move. And then I said, what if... We did this, and I reached over and grabbed it and pushed it over to the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so the principles there are, one, making mm-hmm. the decision, and, mm-hmm. then, uh, and then purposely, or being in business on purpose, and, then, and essentially taking the action to move it to the other side mm. of the table. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of people just wait and see. That's a that's a trap that grabs a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Let's take these three principles. I know you've got more of them, too, and if we have time, we'll get to some of those. But let's take these three, and let's just kind of flesh them out a little bit and see what they mean. So you started with be in business on purpose. Right. Talk right. about that a little bit. What does that mean? Well, I think, you know, part of this is uh, probably really near and dear to your heart, mm-hmm. and that's... Uh, that's, uh, I think, before somebody can start a business or before they should start a business is they have to understand the purpose of it. 
And and so mm. now purpose, of course, has multi dimensions. There's there's your purpose, and there's the purpose for the business. Um, there's uh, and there's the purpose that the business will fulfill. And so so as you look at these things, it's it's important to be on purpose, to have a purpose, because most people might start a business just because, and if there's no because. <laughs> Mm. or know why, then uh, then it's very difficult to know if you're even headed in, in the right direction. And, and so I coined the phrase, mm-hmm. be in business on purpose, to understand the objective of the business that you're trying to build. Mm. And, uh, and so I've, uh, I've actually created a couple of exercises that go along with helping people discover at least a financial type of purpose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so it just depends on how a person defines purpose. But if we're going to do a business, then we should have a purpose for that business. We should do it on purpose. We should do the activities that we do in the business on purpose. And uh, so this is, this is really determining the why. Right. Why are we doing this in the first place? Right. What do you think are some of the most common answers people have before they get clear about their purpose? What, why do they start businesses? I think, uh, I, I think, you know, it probably stems from a, a bunch of different, uh, a bunch of different things that take place inside of an individual. Sometimes somebody will start a business because they're tired of their job or because they don't have one. Um, mm-hmm. Or uh, most common is that people want to achieve financial freedom, and in mm-hmm. uh, in or there's something inside of them that's calling them to do something. You know, an inner inner feeling or a, a desire, a drive, that's uh, that's working them towards some sort of purpose, and and sometimes mm-hmm. that that manifests itself in the form of a business, and uh, and and so these different uh, uh, you know these different purposes. I find though that financial freedom is probably uh, probably one of the largest reasons mm-hmm. that somebody creates a business. Most of the time, we mm-hmm. think, why am I going to go into business? Well, it's because I want to make more money. And why do you want to make more money? Um, because then I can do the things that I want to do, or I can contribute to the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, but a lot of times when people start a business, then they lose focus on that purpose, and and as a result, they start doing sporadic things or things that don't make sense. Well, you know what is. As we're having this conversation, I'm just kind of doing a little personal inventory here too. Mm-hmm. Because I have done so much of that. You know, I've been involved. I, I don't even know the number of different businesses that I've been involved with at some level. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of those I've created, some of those I've joined, some of those I was just a part of by virtue of some uh, activity that I was involved with at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm remembering the times I've been the most successful have been the times when I've been the clearest about my purpose. Right. Why am I doing that in the first place? Something has to drive you to do all of the stuff that's required right. for success. Right. And if you have a strong enough why, you'll figure out the hows. Exactly. I, you know, there's another phrase, too, that's, uh, it's, this is actually an anchor wisdom that's like not on the list that we have today. Okay. Um, but essentially, it says, be on a cause and not a crusade. Uh, 
Now, now the reason that's important is because when, say somebody's purpose is to create financial freedom, that's why we're going to build a business. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now the business, the business may solve a greater, it may have a greater cause, but Mm -hmm. ultimately if, if the business cannot reward you, it doesn't stay on that, uh, that path of creating the financial freedom, um, then the business isn't serving you on all its dimensions. Mm-hmm. And and so just to give you a little example of that, sometimes people will create a business uh, and they'll end up doing all the work. And and as a result, it consumes all their time. And when mm-hmm. that happens, then, then the business becomes um, essentially cornered and it can't, it can't grow. So I, I figure that an individual, oh, a single person entity, has the capability of making between one hundred and five hundred thousand dollars. And and mm. so if somebody is starting a personal business, um, it's very difficult to create enough activity to generate that kind of income uh, mm-hmm. with one person. And so that's why a person has to understand where they're going with the business so they scale it properly. Mm-hmm. Then they can start putting all the pieces together as it right. becomes appropriate. Right. Well, great. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to be right back with these three wisdoms. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. So part of the purpose of business, well, you know, it almost sounds silly for me to even summarize it because it's kind of a duh sort of thing, okay, is is to create financial freedom. Right. That, right. And you do that, of course, by providing a valuable product or service to people who are looking for that and who would value it. 
But why would you have a business if you couldn't create some kind of a a financial reward for that or a right? You know, I you know as I think about it, I, I find that most people are mentally adverse to becoming financially free. As odd as that sounds, really. And and uh, and, and if you think about it, there's kind of a stigma. Oh no, we can't. You know, we can't build a business that makes money. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, if you think about it. There's kind of a subtle undercurrent of emotional baggage, I, I think, that mm. goes along with it. But I, but mm-hmm. I find, you know, businesses themselves are designed to serve people, and, you know, mm-hmm. to fulfill an important purpose. Um, but, but the reason for you spending your time creating a business, uh, at least in my opinion, should be first and foremost to create financial freedom. And, okay. uh, and, and so, because if you think of a person that's financially free, it's very difficult for them to rise to their highest capacity. Mm-hmm. So if a, if a person is riding in a, in what we call paucity, um, you know, a complete lack or, or they, there's not enough. Um, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of, it's, it's kind of for lack of a better way to describe it. It's kind of like being an animal. Okay. And, and I was thinking about animals this morning, and I was thinking, man, what if I had to get up this money, morning and go hunt for my food? Mm-hmm. What, what would I do? You know, I would go hunt for my food, and then by the afternoon, I'd be hungry again. So I would have to go out and hunt my food again. Mm-hmm. And and so so I think as as uh, uh, as people have their needs met, then then it releases them and frees up their time in order to accomplish greater things. Right. And, and so we're not so emotionally consumed. And so, so as a general rule, uh, I look at, uh, of course, serving people is, is the top priority. But one of the top goals is to become financially free so that you can be completely mm-hmm. released to focus on your purpose. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so in, in, that, uh, in that context, um, you know, and we've seen this over and over again because our, our company does a lot of training simulations. Mm-hmm. Um, where we'll throw people into a state of wealth. And we find that if we throw them into a state of wealth instantly, that it creates all kinds of negative emotional reactions, uh, crying, overwhelmed, depression, uh, and you wouldn't expect that. Uh, and and hmm. if somebody can't connect the dots on how they did it. Because um, then it just feels like like luck Right, or, right. or something or that's, that's outside of their control. I, I think the biggest thing is it's unbelievable. Right, and so and mm. so one of the uh, one of the anchor other anchor wisdoms that I've coined in relation to that is take it to the level you can believe it. Uh, so oftentimes somebody okay. somebody will present a dream and it's way beyond their ability to even believe that it's possible, and mm-hmm. and so oftentimes we have to bring that back down. Uh, to to a level that you can actually see it. So, for example, if somebody has a goal to make a hundred thousand dollars a month, but but it's they've never seen how that's accomplished, then it's difficult to believe. Now, if they say they're making five thousand dollars a month, and then I uh, I push the envelope a little bit, and we push the goal to say six or seven thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very believable to the individual. They can see the path that they need to take, and and so right. it's, and, and once they accomplish that, then they see that they can achieve success. And then by by repeating that process, we can we can build a stair step up into where a person can handle or comprehend wealth. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and it's uh, uh, I, I find that unless I walk people through the steps of building it, there's no way they can comprehend it. If they arrive at it suddenly, they'll lose it. Well, that's a fascinating concept. So you've got some other some other exercises or or tools that you can use to help people to right. hone in on on what's a realistic goal for me. And by realistic, I, I guess I mean believable. Right, right. That's well, a good way to put that. I think where it starts is um, first helping an individual unlock their mind uh, to possibilities. Okay. And and so when I'm in a group, usually what I do is I ask people to tell me where their most peaceful place is in the world. Where would where would you go? So I'll, I'll ask you the question. Hmm. Where do you want to go? Where would you go if you uh, wanted to go to a place where you had nothing to think about or worry about? Where would that place be? Mm. Is that so, a, a beach, a mountain? So I'm picturing. Well, I'm picturing a place right next to a beautiful mountain waterfall. Awesome, awesome. You know, with a little bit of the spray coming at me. And I love the visuals. You know, I can of, feel the know, water right can now. Can you feel <laughs> that? Can you hear it? <laughs> I can hear can it. Can you smell it? I can smell it. Yeah. I can see it. For me, that that's an example of one of those places. Okay, so we'll imagine that you took. Maybe imagine that you're there. Okay. You're at that place where that waterfall is. And you're sitting there just admiring the beauty that's around you. Uh the mm-hmm. smells, you can feel the uh you can feel the water. Um it's uh you're completely relaxed. Uh there's nothing troubling your mind whatsoever. Um and then all of a sudden you notice that there's an individual walking towards you that's wearing a tuxedo. Mm. Okay. So, so you're and and I predict that your response would be just like that. Hmm. <laughs> that's that's strange. Odd, right? <laughs> and so this individual with a tuxedo is walking straight forward you. Uh and you and you wait. Uh of course he's non threatening and you watch and he's walking up to you and pretty soon he walks up to you and he says, Doctor Paul, today is your lucky day. And you're like, Wow, what how could it get any better than it is? Right. And then he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a leather bound checkbook. And inside are three checks. And and those uh, those checks uh, are essentially at the top, say, uh, paid from the World Bank. And the gentleman says, today's your lucky day. You received three checks from the World Bank. Now, the World Bank, of course, can uh, provide for you any amount that you could ever want. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, But you have three checks. The only caveat is you only have two minutes to decide who you're going to write them to and for how much. And mm. so so at that point, I allow the audience two minutes to write the three checks. Who would they be to? How much are they for? And so if we're doing this... So in, we can invite our listeners to do this. Right, exactly. Right now. Exactly. And so let's do this a little bit in real time. If you okay. had three checks right now, who would you write them to and, and how much? Okay, so this is to get to Dr. Paul's right. answers? Yeah. Oh, boy. You know, that's a good challenge. It's, a, it's a, you know, it's a, that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now do you want me to answer these, or, we, sure. or will Go that ahead. distract Go our ahead. listeners no, no, from what they want to do? Distract them at all. All right, let's see. And you can't write it out to yourself. Oh, there's no... No, or you can three checks. Okay, yeah, three checks and and uh, three balances. So so essentially, 
your commission is to write a check out to whoever for however much. You have three checks. Mm-hmm. Of course, at the end of two minutes, he goes, checkbook, please. <laughs> you give it on back, <laughs> huh? <laughs> okay. So, and you're putting me right on the spot here, Rod, because I'm... That's right. You know, the irony is every time we do this exercise live, everyone's on the spot. That's how you feel, exactly. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, what's interesting is that that emotion is our first re- first reflection of our feelings about money. Because the, at the bottom of this is, I don't know what the heck I would do right. with that money. So that's what you're pushing, exactly. pushing us into. Now, I hope you guys are doing this while I am, because I'm jotting this down on my pad here. So okay. I'm like way curious to see... See who these checks. Well, you keep talking, Rod, while I work on this. Your son's smiling big over there. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be doing this too, Ryan. Okay. And I hope you guys are doing this while I am, because I'm going to jot these down. All right. How am I doing on time? I don't know. You're probably close. I didn't watch this. I didn't start the timer, so we've got to be close. Okay. All right, we got dead air, Rod. You got to talk uh, while uh, I'm thinking. Oh, this is uh, this is <laughs> a, you know this is important exercise. I, I think while you're filling those out, you know, I had an experience one time in my life where uh, where I suddenly became worth a lot of money, and and what I didn't expect was the emotion that that would cause uh, when it first happened. Of course, I was excited. About a week later, I was uh, uh, sitting in my office in complete depression thinking, wow, what in the heck am I going to do? I don't have any idea what to do with this kind of money. And and I realized at that moment that I had had no preparation for it. Mm-hmm. And and so so as part of that, uh, you know, in years, years since, of course, when I've been working with people, it's helping them to unlock their mind to the potential or to at least ask the question, what would I do if I had three checks could write them to anybody for any amount. Mm-hmm. What would I do? And of course, the uh, the answers. Uh, I think after your break, I'll share with you some of those uh, some of the answers that people uh, people give and try to make some sense out of that. So, would you write? Okay, I'm just finishing it up here. I'm changing that one. Did you come up with some, Ryan? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You want me to share this? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind, you oh, can, I don't you mind. Can change the change the names of the innocent if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. You know what? This is this is so interesting, Rod, because you know we think sometimes that we know exactly what we would do, right. Right? or that we think that we want money, but we have no clue what we would even do with it. Right. And I right. can share with you another example of uh, one that I've done before that's mm-hmm. uh, similar, but it takes a little different angle on it. Okay, so I figured I'd I'd write the first check for ten million bucks. All right. To myself and my wife in a trust fund that we could uh that we could put toward a number of different things that I won't detail right now. All right. All right. Okay. I would write another check for ten million to my business as a capital contribution to allow me to create more value in this world. Uh with with that amount of money. Awesome. And then I would write another one for a hundred and fifty million. 
to a fund that I would use for philanthropy and investment. Interesting. Interesting. Now, the question to ask yourself over the break is, why did I choose $10 million? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, <laughs> huh? <laughs> okay. We'll be back. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Ouch! Ouch! Have you ever been poked by a needle? For some people, having a nurse poke through your skin with a needle is about all they can bear. But have you ever had to be poked twice? Three times? How about four times? Some people report having to be poked ten or more times before a medical professional is able to find one of their veins. This isn't always the professional's fault. Some veins are hard to find, especially in seniors and children. A technology company from Memphis, Tennessee had an idea that is making this common annoyance a thing of the past. They call it Vein Viewer. Vein Viewer is a simple technology that allows a healthcare or medical professional to place a transparent adhesive strip on your skin. Then, magically, you can see your veins in surprising detail using the infrared light. With the veins in clear view, one quick poke is now the standard. Thanks to Luminex for coming up with a painless idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea. Wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. Great leaders are almost always great simplifiers who can cut through argument, debate, and doubt to offer a solution everybody can understand. General Colin Powell. Okay, Rod. I'm having fun at Live On Purpose Radio today. I've shared with some of my guests before that one of the reasons I do this is because I get some personal consultation and coaching and occasionally a little bit of a butt kicking. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It, it it illuminates to me a number of things that I wasn't thinking about before you and I sat down here today. Mm-hmm. When when you walked me through this exercise, and, and listeners, you guys know the numbers that I just grabbed within two minutes. And Rod, just before the break, you said, well, why did you pick 10 million? Right. Why on earth did I pick 10 million? I don't know. Is that a big number? Is it a little number? I don't know. It's just (laughs) for some reason I picked it, but it reveals some of the level of thinking that I'm doing. Right. Not only about what's possible, but what I'm ready to deal with. Right, right. That would be my guess. uh, You know, as I've done this exercise dozens and dozens of times, it's... uh, it, it's the interesting thing is most of the time people pick the same number for all the checks and, and, mm. and they range anywhere from 1 million to 5 million to 10 million to 50 million. Uh, and every once in a while you'll see somebody that writes, uh, you know, I've only seen this a couple of times, somebody that'll write like infinite zeros. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and, and so the question that I always ask is, what does that number mean to you? Mm-hmm. And, and my, my best guess is that, uh, like, like you said, it's a number you probably comprehend. And, uh, and, and some, and most people have at least some sort of, uh, at least illusion that they comprehend the number that they write down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somehow it equates in their life to some reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, now yeah, the, that's right. The people that write infinite numbers, of course, usually I counter with that and they said, why in the world would, what would you do with that? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if it's several trillion dollars, for example, mm-hmm. I, I go, what are you planning to do Buy an army or, you know, you, the planet? Yeah. <laughs> Is it, it's, you know, more money than, Take you know, harbored by most countries. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so really, you know, once it gets into that level, it's really nonsensical mm-hmm. in, in terms of cash goes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually enjoy seeing the smaller numbers uh, because I, I think it represents a little bit more uh, realism. Mm-hmm. In, in a person's uh, in a person's life, you know, again taking taking it to the level you can believe it, mm-hmm. and uh, and so, but that there is a deeper lesson uh, to this exercise, and it, I've only become aware of it even years after creating the exercise. Okay, and uh, but to do that, we got to do another exercise. Oh boy, bring it on! Huh? <laughs> and I hope you listeners are taking the opportunity to do this yourself push yourself a little bit i'm willing to do this you know as an example you're on the hot seat (laughs) i'm on the hot seat and i'm fine with that um if it's going to create value for you so so please do this as well it'll be awesome well this exercise uh, this exercise is really an important one because this defines financial freedom okay um the the first number i ask people to write a, a list of numbers the first number that you want to write is how much money do you need each month to survive? Not, uh, you know, any less and you're not getting things paid, uh, but not, not, uh, not excessive or not more, just enough. What is the exact bare bones survival number that you need each month? Uh, and again, you can make these numbers up if you don't want to share them on air. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You know, right. well, okay. <laughs> but I'm uh, going to jot them down here, and we can do what we want to right, with them afterwards. Right. Okay. okay. So, uh, but anyway, that's the number that you want to write down. What is the bare bones survival income that you need on a monthly basis? Now, that that serves a lot of uh, things because if it's any less than this number, things start to break down, um, mm-hmm. and that becomes a, an important. Uh, important number, especially when you think about being in business on purpose, because if the business can't meet that number, then it's not it's not a business on purpose. It's okay. uh, it's it's uh, it's got some structural issues to it. Um, so, but anyway, this number is also important for another reason, and that is because we need to times that number by six. And okay, is so, that the next number I'm writing down? Right. Well, you'd write it across. So you'd take whatever the bare bones number is. So if that number is uh, $5,000 or $3,000 or whatever, times six, and then you'd have your, your total. Okay. Uh, now the, uh, and probably, uh, probably out of a calculator handy. <laughs> but the, uh, the next number that you want to write um, is how much money on a monthly basis would you like to earn. Now, now this amount of money is not an extravagant amount, but it's a comfortable amount, meaning okay. everything's easily paid. 
uh, you have some money to be able to do the things that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's not, uh, you know, it's not like a dream level or anything like that. It's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a very reasonable comfort level. And okay. So, so if, so meeting all the needs, but then right. Helping you to feel a little bit right more free to do and exactly and have the things yeah, that can, you want. You can go on a trip, you okay, can go gotcha. on your vacations, you can, um, you know, contribute to college funds, you know, you can do all the things that, that uh, you would like to do. Okay. Um, now what you want to do is you want to times that number by 160. By 160, huh? Right. Now the, um, uh, now just a little background behind that number. Um, what that number represents is the amount of income that you would like to earn times 160 will create the number that you would need to have earning at a 7% interest rate to create okay. that amount of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so if that number was $10,000 times 160 would be $1.6 million earning at 7% interest would generate the $10,000 a month. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Now, the, uh, the next number uh, that you want to write down, underneath the column of bigger numbers, so you have the times six number and then you have the times 160 number. Mm-hmm. Underneath that, write the amount that a brand new home fully furnished would cost you to purchase and pay off. Um, again, not a dream house, uh, but the type mm-hmm. of house that if you walked in, were standing in the living room and you looked up and said, you know, if this was it, I could be happy here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so it's, uh, you know, a pretty, you know, a decent home, but not necessarily maybe the dream mansion or anything like that. Okay. Uh, a perfectly uh, reasonable house that gives you a, a emotional freedom. And uh, and what it would cost to, you know, outfit it the way you want it to outfitted. just set it up and right. have it all paid off and everything. Right. And ag- okay. again, at the level that you could be happy. Okay. Uh, the next number that you want to write down is the cost of two vehicles, brand new vehicles, fully paid off. Uh, again, not dream cars, uh, but cars that you would feel completely comfortable driving. Okay. Uh, if uh, if you were driving these, then the next number you'd want to write down is the the amount that you would need to have to eliminate all debt, uh, not necessarily business debt or anything that's asset based. Uh, so, for example, a home mortgage. Mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily include a home mortgage unless your house is upside down. So this is based on on our current situation. Right, right. Where we are right now, Right. whatever debt is there, what number is going to be required to just pay all that off? Right, right. Okay. You write a check for it and it's gone, uh, not including an existing mortgage. Then what you do is you total that column of numbers. Okay. And when you when you get to the bottom, that number is the number that we call your freedom bar. Okay. Essentially, that that number represents financial freedom, financial and emotional freedom. It, it Essentially, life in that world means that you own your home. Uh, it's, it's paid off. You own your cars. There's no car payments. There's no debt. And essentially, you have a monthly residual income. That's, okay. that's generating consistently or passive income or what, whatever you want to call it. Um, that, uh, that's being generated on, on a, on a base, a regular basis. So just to, now what, uh, what did your total okay. come out to be or any of those numbers you feel compelled to share? 
Uh, I'm putting my freedom bar right now at about 4.3 million. Okay. Okay. So most people, most people would be extremely comfortable in a $500,000 home, mm-hmm. um, a $10,000 a month income, um, mm-hmm. you know, $80,000 in two cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, most people probably average, you know, around thirty to $60,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. And, and so as a result, a freedom bar number is probably averaged around 2.4 million or something like that. Right. It's about what it comes out to, to create that kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now here's uh here's what I learned. One day I was driving down the road, headed towards a stoplight and I was pondering my freedom bar and it, you know, and it was at that time, this was several years ago, it was hovering around that level. And I thought, uh, I got to driving down the road and I thought to myself, Hmm. You know, the house that I live in isn't too bad, and I only owe $150,000 on it. This mm-hmm. is a remaining mortgage. And I thought, hmm, okay, so if I took the 500000 down to one fifty, and then I was driving a little further, and then I thought, you know, the car I'm driving is actually pretty new and mm-hmm. pretty nice. And I only owed 18000 on it. So I took the 40000 knocked that down to 18000 And then I thought, you know, if I didn't have any debt, own my car, own my home. I probably wouldn't need ten thousand. Matter of fact, to the, live comfortably, right? Mm-hmm. Between three and five thousand would probably be a, a dramatic. Most people don't have that much disposable income. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and so I thought about that. And then I, by the time I got to the stoplight, my freedom bar went from two and a half million down to eight hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think about this in context of building a business on purpose, if financial freedom is the first goal, if I can focus on freedom first, mm-hmm. it's advantageous for me to have that number lower than higher. Mm-hmm. And and so one of the things I really emphasize to people is to distinguish between dreams, dream lifestyle, and financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And I, I've created a name for both of these. One one is freedom, of course, which is your freedom bar. And the other realm of dreams, dream lifestyle, I call echelon. And and so okay. so I have people think in terms of what do I have to do to make myself financially free versus what are the things that I want to do to create a dream lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so every time I'm contemplating a purchase, if I say, okay, I want to buy a new Toyota Camry, or mm-hmm. do I want to buy a new Mercedes 55 AMG? Mm-hmm. What category would those purchases fall under? Mm-hmm. One might be freedom. The other is obviously echelon. Right. And if I can make that distinction, then I will start making financial choices that guide me towards financial freedom first without the lifestyle tanking me. Mm-hmm. Because most people grow their incomes, increase their lifestyles, and end up outside of the realms of financial freedom. Partially because they're trying to pursue the dream before they establish the freedom. Right, exactly. Great exercise, Rod. It's good stuff. (laughs) We'll come right back to this after our next break. If the pile of books you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have read, then Abundant Reading Systems can help you. After taking Abundant Reading Systems course, I dramatically increased my ability to expand my knowledge in a much more efficient way. My fastest test today was in 7,000 words per minute. 
I highly recommend this program from what I've seen it do for other people who've been through the entire program and from what I've seen in myself today. I've teamed up with Abundant Reading Systems to offer a single day intensive speed reading workshop that will at least double your reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, you know, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read. And uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. This is David Hinton, founder of Abundant Reading Systems. I want to personally invite you to join us for our next event. Visit AbundantReadingSystems.com now. Abundant Reading Systems, reading at the speed of imagination. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. Okay, so I'm realizing something here, Rod, as I'm having my financial fitness examination. <laughs> uh, we all have to come to terms with the relationship that we have with money. And it was interesting. You've taken us through two exercises. And folks, if you didn't actually do them yourself, it's not going to help you nearly as much as you know just listening to Dr. Paul go through this experience. Do it. Do the exercise. Have it, and thank you, Rod, for pushing me a little bit because it would be easy to say, well, let's just put it out there for our listeners to do. But you pushed enough to get me to just try this. Right. And I've realized several things as we've been here talking. You, The World Bank one, okay? Mm-hmm. What? Where do you get the number for that check? <laughs> but you're going to tie this back together for us too, aren't you? I, I am. I am. Okay. You know, just one more thought on these exercises too is okay. that... If you're doing these exercises yourself, if you can share these with your spouse or business partners, it, it's going to go a long ways to getting everybody on the same page financially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it, so it's it's important stuff. It's important. Uh, I, I know when my wife and I uh, came up with the Freedom Bar, Freedom Bar is a common term around my friends and my partners and my, my spouse, mm-hmm. uh, all because... Um, you know, you want everybody to be on the same page when you're all working together to build 
a financial picture. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, how does the World Bank exercise tie in? This is an important thing because remember in the beginning we talked about emotional readiness for money. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so in the principle, be in business on purpose. If we're creating a business to create some level of money, um, it's important that we understand our relationship with it first and we start outlining or mapping out what kind of targets we're trying to hit. Mm-hmm. So I interpret vision as the way you're looking. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, you can only walk the direction you're, you're looking Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise you trip and fall. Mm-hmm. You can only arrive at a destination that you're looking at. And, mm-hmm. and so so the purpose of those exercises are to set up a vision, uh, a mm-hmm. vision of the way that you're headed. So it's important everybody understands your vision and, and that all your visions come together uh, mm-hmm. to, create, uh, to create the thing. Uh, one day I came into my office and one of my business partners said, I had an epiphany about the World Bank exercise. He'd been mm. listening to it going through it in his mind. And he, of course, he's been through this exercise for years over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then one day he came in and he goes, I had the most incredible epiphany. And I said, what's that? And he said, I realized that I'm not supposed to write the checks to anyone else. And I was like, mm. really? Why is that? And he goes, because people are not emotionally ready for money. And if they're not educated mm. and prepared for it, it will destroy them or they'll lose it. And, mm-hmm. and so we started talking about some other things. And, you know, in our, in our world, we've received $200,000 in a month uh, before mm-hmm. from a single transaction and, and mm-hmm. watch that money evaporate. And why is it? Mm-hmm. It's because we mm-hmm. never learned how to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And so essentially what we figured is that the first check should be written for your freedom bar. Mm-hmm. And and then the second check should be post-dated for a year or two later for the same amount. Because the reality is, is you probably would have lost it. If you haven't learned what you needed to learn yet. Right. You right. Use the first check to learn it. Right. <laughs> and so, so that gives you one more redemption. Oh, man, I think I've had that check, Rod. <laughs> Right. Most of us have. I mean, we've, uh, you know, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've cycled through great amount of money. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so the, so what we realized is that the first check, so, you know, and it's easy to do. You just ask yourself the question, if you received $100,000 today, what would happen to it? Mm-hmm. And, and I can, I, I can tell you, it depends on your debt situation or types of things, but depending mm-hmm. on the bills that you have, a hundred thousand dollars would probably disappear almost instantly. Oh yeah, right. And and so like a drop of water on a hot skillet, right? Right. Or pouring a cup of hot, a cup, you know, expecting to fill the desert with a cup of water, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, so really, it's an object about learning how money uh, comes in and stays a part of your value, mm-hmm. either through the acquisition of assets mm-hmm. or building things of value, like like you talk about a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, and not not just letting it go. Um, because mm-hmm. in most, most cases it'll evaporate. You know, I can tell you, you know, a hundred thousand dollars coming into our business right now has a place. It, it mm-hmm. would, it would, uh, it would be immediately absorbed in the infrastructure mm-hmm. and in different things like that. So, so we started counting up the money. Well, at what point does that not become an issue? You know, mm-hmm. for every person, that's probably a different, uh, a different level. But then I made the assertion that it wouldn't matter 
how much it was. Because no matter how much the check was written for, it would evaporate because that's the pattern that you've created. Mm-hmm. So really, you'd want to start with a small amount and see if you could grow it. Mm-hmm. And if you couldn't figure that out, then there's no sense in making it a big amount because the same thing would happen regardless of how big or small the check is. Yeah. And and so as we, we discussed that at some length and we got mm-hmm. thinking, wow, because the emotional reaction of money uh, is is pretty uh, is pretty astounding. It's uh, we've we've taken people with our simulators, thrown them into wealth, instant wealth, and watched people melt uh, and just go into financial despair. It's just the strangest thing to watch, mm-hmm. uh, and it's something that no one expects, but mainly mm-hmm. because they've never been confronted with it before. Mm-hmm. So. And then there's so much interesting psychology that goes into this too, <laughs> because you will. Your mind will go to great lengths to keep you in your comfort zone. Right. And so if you have a way to push yourself out of that comfort zone and to start to train yourself Mm -hmm. and to teach yourself how to manage the abundance that's available to you, you wonder sometimes why it's not coming to you. Maybe you're not ready for it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the whole object is to prepare yourself for it. Mm-hmm. Understand, create a path for money, create a purpose. There's a, be in business on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it you're trying to create? Well, once I have somebody's freedom bar, then it's pretty easy to say, okay, well, we need to figure out how to create a business that becomes a four and a half million dollar asset. Mm-hmm. And then if we're going to add taxes, we're probably shooting for about a $10 million business. Mm-hmm. in order to create that. And and so so to create that kind of organization that now changes the context of my business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now my business I'm being I have a purpose, it has to achieve a certain level and so I have to start thinking about it in different types of scale mm-hmm. and and scope. That's right. And uh, and and then the other principles that we talk about apply right into that. So if I'm making that kind of business decision then it comes into the next principle, once I've established a purpose, to act like an investor and not like a parent. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, especially if I come up with a new idea uh, and it's my pet project mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I love it, no one will hurt my baby, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that kind of thinking drives a person into irrational management thought. And as a result, they can never create uh, much of anything. So that's what you mean by act like an investor right. and not a parent. Right, right. And mm-hmm. so it's it's really the, the mental process of thinking objectively and not subjectively. There's certain mm-hmm. things that we, there's a whole lot, the majority of business uh, and its outcome, uh, we can't control. And so we're uh, we're working on balancing what we can't control with what we can control. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so if we're making an investment decision, there's just certain things that will work and some things that will not work. Mm-hmm. And if, if we're driven too much by emotion, then we think subjectively, and most of the time we end up losing our money. I've been there too. <laughs> <laughs> but I see exactly what you're talking about because there are some things that I just cling to because it's my baby. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and you just keep feeding the darn thing and it just consumes. Right, right. And it and it's, it's consumes more than resources. It consumes time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, it comes back. I have, I have a phrase called greater causes and higher purposes. 
Um, so when we're building a business towards a purpose and we've identified a greater cause and a higher purpose, what fuels that greater cause and higher mm-hmm. purpose? Is it my ability to donate time to it? Um, is it huge financial resources that I want to contribute to it? Um, in either case, there's a strict um, management philosophy that we have to adopt, an investor thinking paradigm in order to achieve it. We can never achieve it or magnify that talent if we think mm-hmm. about it parentally. You think, you know, even in the, in the Bible, when it talks about the parable of the talents, mm-hmm. um, the investors magnified it and were rewarded by the master. Mm-hmm. The one that hid the talent, of course, mm-hmm. was afraid that they would lose it. Mm-hmm. In a sense, thought subjectively and, and never invested. They harbored it. The hoarded, you know, they right. protected the baby. You know, they, they made irrational choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that didn't make. I find in business, uh, if it doesn't make sense, it often doesn't. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> doesn't make dollars right, either. Right, right. <laughs> and so, so you know, it's really you. You can think about things, and if something you're doing doesn't just doesn't make sense, if you can't see the revenue path, it probably doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, so it's important to to approach business like an investor. Uh, and then with the third principle, being market driven is to realize that the market is actually dictating purchasing behavior. Mm-hmm. Even though we create something, there is no value to what we created until the market says so. Until they value right. it and they want right. it. And so as a result, if you build business moving with the market space, then, uh, then as a result, you have the ability to accelerate the revenue of a business, being market-driven, mm-hmm. responding to market conditions. Uh, for For example... The world of debt right now is huge. Yes, it is. Massive. Well, that creates a phenomenal market-driven opportunity. If mm-hmm. a person were to start buying bulk debts at wholesale rates and, mm-hmm. and uh, things like that, um, home, you know, home losses. So I would imagine that apartment rentals are increasing. You know, that, that market creates a new opportunity. So just pay, paying attention to what's going on right there. But if I'm building high-end homes, mm-hmm. and that's my passion... Chances are I don't have a market right now. Yeah, at the moment. Right. That right. changes too. Right. Well, Rod, uh, we've got just a few seconds left. I want to I want to give you a chance to just tell people how they can get connected with you and the, some of the resources your company offers. Sure. What's sure. the best way? Uh, the best way is at uh, the website, www.ritraining.com. And the R and the I stands for residual income. So okay. ritraining.com. And, uh, and basically, we have, uh, we have a free skills training resource called Skill Radio. And uh, at ritraining.com, they can register for that resource for free. And oh, every, wonderful. Every Thursday, we broadcast live. And uh, so I just say go and sign up for the call. Just go to the website, yeah. get signed up for the calls. Folks, do the exercise that we did today. It'll help you get a start, but then let's work on getting that mindset turned around because once you prepare your mind to receive the abundance is there for you rod richardson thank you for being a oh, my pleasure. on purpose radio today <laughs> all right everybody go out there and live on purpose